Hi everyone and welcome to Up In Your Game podcast by TouchPlan. My name is Elena Miller and I will be your host for this episode. In honor of Women in Construction Week, which takes place during the first full week in March every year, today's topic is all about recognizing amazing and talented women who are actively engaged in furthering lean knowledge inside their organizations in their local community. I'm joined by Lori DeForno, Associate Architect from Smith Group, Ronnie Moreau, Construction Manufacturing Consultant from Haley & Aldrich, and Kate Simons, Senior Pre-Construction Manager from Daniel O'Connell Sons. Though our roles are different and we represent a variety of design and construction industry organizations, we all met through attending Lean Construction Institute events over the years. Our paths kept crossing and finally merged when we joined the core group team for the New England Community of Practice. Stay tuned to hear our conversation about our unique lean journeys, favorite lean tools, learning from one another, and our discussion about how lean impacted our professional growth. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello and welcome everybody. My name is Elena Miller and I am joined today by my colleagues from the New England Lean Community of Practice. Uh, we have Kate Simons, Ronnie Moreau, and Lori DeForno. And I wanted to start by thanking you ladies for joining me today. I'm very excited. Um, we all know each other through our volunteer work at our local community of practice, but I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves and share your backgrounds with our listeners. Um, Lori, do you wanna go first? Uh, sure, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so hi, I'm Lori DeForno. I am a project manager at Smith Group, um, which is a multidisciplinary design firm here in Boston. I specialize in science and tech projects and um, I'm an architect by training, but I migrated toward project management a couple of years ago um, where I really like the, uh, the practical aspects of organization and team development and you know satisfying our clients. So I am challenged daily by the more squishy side of project management where, um, you know, you have to focus on people and have the tactile conversations about, you know, your development and everything um, and uh, how you harness everybody's talents to um, get the best work on behalf of our clients. Great. Thank you. Rania, would you like to go next? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Rania Moreau. I work for Haley and Aldrich within our lean consulting group with a focus on industrialized construction and construction manufacturing. I've um, been in the construction industry for eight years now, um, and I've focused on lean construction within that community for the last five years. Um, it's been a great, very welcoming community, and I've been learning a lot every single day. Awesome, Kate, you're next. All right. Uh, my name is Kate Simons. I am a senior pre-construction manager at Daniel O'Connell Sons. Um, I've been in the industry about 15 years and I've worn many hats in that time. I was a project manager. Uh, I spent a lot of time in scheduling um, and now I'm really excited to kind of combine those things into a pre-construction role at Daniel O'Connell Sons. So I'm thrilled to be here today chatting with you all. Awesome. We have quite a diverse group today with different experiences. So I'll go last. Uh, my name is Elena Miller, and I also work for Daniel O'Connell Sons um, as a planning and control manager. Uh, as you can tell from my title, I'm responsible for scheduling of our projects, but I'm also involved in a lot of our internal lean initiatives, and I'm also part of our um, innovation team called Catalyst. So Kate, you and I both work for DOC, but that's actually not how we met. Um, how long have we known each other? Do you remember how we met? 
um, I want to say it was years ago at this point, we kept bumping into each other at um, local LCI events. And I'd say we kind of struck up a little bit of an affinity, right? Because we kept bumping into each yeah. other. And, and I think we recognized kind of similar passions in each other. Yeah, for sure. I think it was one of the, um, we were both in the um, COP leader role, COP meaning Lean Community of Practice. Um, yeah, for sure. And we've been in touch ever since, and now we work together. So I've yeah. been really enjoying that. Um, what about you and Lori? I'm just trying to kind of connect the dots, how we've all met each other uh, before we get going into our conversations. Lori, I think, did Cynthia introduce us? Yeah, I think so. I think we're at an event at AKF and I think I met you there, but then when the, when I joined LCI, the, um, uh, the core team for our New England group, I think that's really when I was like, Hey, Kate, I think I know you. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. right. And that was a year, year and a half ago, maybe. Right. Things get blurry with like COVID time about how long ago things were. So that sounds good. <laughs> For sure. And I think Rania, you and I met when you presented, uh, maybe it was 2018, you presented at a Southern New England community of practice event and then decided to join the core group. Right. I think that was my first exposure to um, the New England COP or the Southern New England COP. And then through those connections, I was able to meet you, Kate, and you, Lori, as we are all a part of the New England community here. I think you are our most well-attended Lean Coffee attendee. <laughs> <laughs> They're so I fun. I love to attend. I think you've got all of them. <laughs> all right, you don't have to work for the same company, right? and get to know different people at different companies and learn from one another. That's definitely a lesson learned from our journey of knowing one another. So I'm curious, how were you all introduced to Lean and um, what made it so attractive to you that you became a uh, practitioner and you became interested in it? Um, let's see, Kate, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so my prior organization, probably in 2015 or 2016, um, was a really early East Coast adopter of lean and integrated project delivery. So I wasn't personally on any of those projects, but I kept hearing things internally and it really caught my interest and attention. Um, so at the time I was a scheduling manager and I kept seeing teams get hurt over and over and over again. And I kept thinking to myself, there's gotta be a better way. So when I finally got myself into some of that that lean training and like learning with some of my peers, I had like my, my light bulb moment. And I was like, this feels like a better way. Um, it feels like a better way to do things, a better way to respect all of the people in our companies and job sites. Um, so I think I, I, when I talk about my lean journey, I think I say it officially started in like 2018 when I took the CM lean classes. Um, but that's really what hooked me and what has kept me engaged. That's a great story. Lori, what about you? Um, I actually was introduced to Lean in 2008. I was working for a, um, a project in Minneapolis for a children's hospital, and they hired a Lean consultant. And um, I was super impressed with 
like all their metrics and their data, um, they did spaghetti diagrams, which I was like, oh my God, spaghetti diagrams, like this is life changing. <laughs> um, but that was just, you know, peripherally like, oh, okay, this is lean design, this is pretty cool. Um, and then in 2013, I was asked by my mentor to take some classes at Villanova University, um, online classes uh, to obtain my certificate um, in Lean Six Sigma uh, Black Belt. And uh, that really opened my eyes to how it is applied. Um, I did a manufacturing sort of focus on that certificate, um, but it was to enable us to help better design healthcare projects. Um, so then I used that, um, that knowledge and that learning on a project for University of Michigan, where we redesigned their pathology department. Um, so we were partnering with one of their in-house lean consultants and um, we basically applied lean through all the stages of design. Uh, we had 3P events. Um, we did spaghetti diagrams. We did paper doll exercises. Um, we kind of worked through all the paces of the project um, from that lean design perspective. So um, for me, I think it just makes sense in the design world. Um, I think that what I really, what my takeaway is, is that we tend to churn a lot through design and spend a lot of time where maybe that time isn't well spent or it's not efficient. Um, so anything that you can kind of apply a process to is sort of appealing to me because it, it, it cuts out a lot of what I think is waste in the process. I think all of us can relate to that and we're very grateful that you brought all of that experience to the East Coast <laughs> for your firm. <laughs> Ronan, what about you? Yeah. So I actually discovered Lean um, back when I was in school. So I was deciding which branch of engineering I wanted to go into. Um, after steering away from my childhood dream of being a doctor, I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how, you know, or in what way. So um, I wanted to find something that would, you know, allow me to have an impact on people's lives. And I'm very process oriented, as I'm sure all of us here are. Right. So I was introduced to the concept of um, what my degree is in now, actually industrial and systems engineering. Right. So they sold this to me as, you know, you're looking for innovative ways to, you know, improve how we operate, how we deliver services, really looking for efficiency in the way that we do work, the way that people work with processes. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Right. Um, so I found lean in that way and I stumbled upon lean construction as, you know, lean being applied to building buildings that we see right in front of us. Um, and what I love, what attracted me to lean actually was how it's applicable to so many different industries, right? It came from manufacturing, but it's applied in construction. It can be applied in healthcare. Um, it can be applied in the education system. So I really love how um, lean touches all of us. Cannot agree more. And um, I'll add, um, just like Kate said, I was introduced to Lean um, through AGC courses. Uh, I think it was 2015. And um, in the beginning of my journey, I was very drawn to the tools because it seemed like they could help solve a lot of problems in our industry. It just, it, they made sense, right? But I quickly realized that tools can only get you so far without embracing the culture of respect and continuous improvement uh, to the lean tenets. So, um, and then throughout my journey, I've, I've, I've done 
quite a bit of work on tools, but also I think the main focus now is really uh, to create that and sustain the culture of continuous improvement and respect for people, allow people to fail and experiment. I think that's uh, those are the important parts. So we touched on tools a little bit, um, and I'm sure everybody has their favorite tools in the link box. Would you guys mind sharing what your favorite tool is and maybe, or, or maybe a lean tenant and uh, why? Let's see, uh, Lori. <laughs> I'm glad you picked me first. Because <laughs> I did want to, I wanted to add on what you said. I, I also, I started out feeling like I was very tool focused and just kind of running through the toolbox, like what can I do, when, how? Um, but I, I really feel like since I've joined Smith Group, the that office, focuses so much on respect for people and continuous improvement. Um, so I do see it sort of, it, it's, it's kind of um, sort of taken over in my mind as to really what what are the key tenants of Lean. Um, so with that said though, my favorite tools are um, anything that makes our process visual. So, you know, as I said, like a designers, it's, it's sometimes, it's not really clear what we're doing, why and when. Um, you know, because it, it's sort of ephemeral. So um, like A3s are some of the things we use a lot. Um, it really, it takes um, some of the decision making that we sort of work through on our own and presents it in a vis very visual way. So then we can present that to our clients and say, okay, this is the, the process that we went through to create all these iterations and these, these um, sort of conceptual understanding of the problem at hand. And this is the output of it and you know you buy into this or not or whatever so it's like a we that's like a very visual tool for us um also knowledge briefs or like a team kanban so like a you know doing done or or done doing or whatever to do doing um, done yes thank you <laughs> um but then actually so those are for work um but i love finding polka yokes just in daily life like, I just think they're so fun and then find one and like just, you know, on your coffee pot or something. You're like, oh, look at that. Mistake proof. So. <laughs> yeah. Polka yolks are mistake proofing, right? Am I mm -hmm. right about that mm -hmm. one? Yes. Just in case yeah. some of the uh, people in the audience don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. Or, or like when you go and try to fill your gas tank and the diesel, um, you know, nozzle is mm -hmm. a different size. That's also a poke yoke. So you don't put diesel in your, you know, unleaded gas tank. I think we all subconsciously have the poke yokes. That's just kind of like our ingrained lean mindset. I can't come up with anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure we'll do that in our kind of work life and also personal lives. Now they're yeah. gonna be popping up everywhere for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Kate, what's your favorite tool? Um, so I thought a little bit about this question. I think tools for me have been about personal growth and starting with myself. So I'm going to, at the risk of repeating Lori a little bit, um, I'm a huge fan of A3s mostly because it, it forced me to re-examine my own decision-making skills and abilities. Um, and I really, I, I had a moment of like great, like growth, right? And, and realization that I needed to change the way I work. Um, and in that same vein, I took um, scrum training and I adopted like a, a personal Kanban habit 
um, of doing like a, a personal board every week with reflection. Um, and those tools have allowed me to become, you know, more productive and more centered and more focused. And I, you know, I build reflection into my work every week. So I think for me, the big takeaway there is, um, I think it's very like Paul Akers two second lean, but like work on yourself first, like with the small improvements. Um, and then once you've got success with those tools, um, you know, you're better prepared to share them with the world. But I think, yeah, for me, the focus has really been um, inward, right? Because like trying to force change on other people isn't necessarily the right way to go about it. Yeah, um, if I could add to A3s, I, it's one of my favorite tools. Um, and I think one of the important parts of A3 is that you get the collective power of people thinking about different problems. And yes, you need to get the right people in the room to think about solving them, but sometimes having an outsider can bring a unique perspective onto A3 thinking and you come up with solutions that are unique and nobody had thought of before. And what about you, Rana? What's your favorite tool? That's exactly um, where I was going to go with this question, too. So I'm most familiar with A3s, as a lot of us are on this call. You know, when I'm coaching um, an individual that's embarking on their lean journey, I start them off with an A3 because, like you said, Kate, it can be very personal, right, to the work that they are doing. Um, but while I'm most familiar with A3s, I think my favorite stage of the A3 thinking process, you know, we may not always produce a physical A3, but we're kind of always going through those stages in our minds, or we should be, when we are um, investigating a problem and trying to find resolution to it. Um, so my favorite stage in that is RCA, root cause analysis, right? And there are many tools um, that fall under that umbrella which is like uh, fishbone diagrams or cause mapping, you know, like you said, Lori, these are very visual tools that really kind of call out the process where the wastes are. And I love that about it. Um, but what I find often too, if you're working on a process that you own, um, you're gonna go into that problem solving process probably with an idea of what's causing the issues, but you come out of RCA with maybe two, three, or four reasons as to why the problem um, is actually existing. And now you have specific focus areas. So you have clarification as to where you're gonna steer your efforts, right? So I almost feel like a detective when I get into that phase and I'm trying to, you know, I'm on the hunt for what the culprit is of this crime, right? I feel like I'm in my own episode of <laughs> SVU or something, but um, it's really cool to see the outcomes and see if you were right, right, from the beginning, if you um, were on the point, or see what else you discovered, or maybe you were completely wrong, and that's okay, right? There's um, a portion of lean and being humble and saying, you know what, I wasn't right. The next time, maybe you would have um, gotten it right, and you could call out what the issues are um, early on. Ryan, since you're such a detective, um, do you have you ever done an A3? for something uh, that's more per like for a personal project or maybe somebody else has a story to share? I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but when I was scrolling on LinkedIn one time, I saw somebody did an A3 for their wedding, right? They were I planning. Did. did you see that one before? <laughs> it's somebody from uh, your company, Lori, I think. Yeah, yeah. somebody from the yeah. group did an A3 on should I get married? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Well, Lean made it to my wedding vows, so it's pretty ingrained. 
Wow. My husband said, I will support you when you come home after teaching lean to your peers. I was like, okay. <laughs> Along the same notes. Um, does anybody remember what was the first tool you used? Laura, you said that you used spaghetti diagrams. Did you all use A3 first or was it something different? I think I jumped to last planner first um, as a, as a scheduler, right? That was a very tangible way, um, you know, to make lean more real. So I think like when I first started, I thought lean was the sticky notes, right? I thought that mm -hmm. that was it. Um, so, you know, I think I naturally gravitated there because it had to do with work sequencing and time. Um, so that was my very first tool, I would say. Mine was one of two. It was either Kanban, right, and organizing what I needed to do in that day and, you know, what um, was a high priority versus low priority, or it was 5S, which I absolutely love because it just makes your life so much easier when you're coming, when in terms of organization, right, and making it easier to find um, what it is you're looking for, whether that's on the shop floor or, you know, on your desk right here at your very fingertips, looking for a pen or a pencil. So it was one of those two. Laura, you wanna share your spaghetti diagram story? Oh, just that I, I, I was like, what is this? What is this magic spaghetti <laughs> diagramming? I love it. <laughs> they, they did a spaghetti, spaghetti diagram of the nurse's unit and the nurse, they followed them around and, and drew out where they were. Um, then they did the same, uh, they met the same paths on our proposed plans and um, they made some suggestions and they 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 called they 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 actually listed out like you saved you know your your initial design saved x amount of steps or and then they converted that to minutes um, per nurse or fte um, and then um, they made a couple of key suggestions and we improved it further so it was pretty cool uh, but I'll just say I was doing 5S before I even knew where, what it was. I remember my sister opened a drawer in my house and I had a pair of scissors in there. And she said, you could practically draw a line around the scissors saying that this is where they go. And I was like, yes, this is how I like it. <laughs> I love it. And I think what's great about being in the lean community that we are and talking to one another is that we learn all these tools. Kate, when you joined DOC, you showed me your personal Kanban board and Microsoft Teams, I was like, whoa, what is this? Because I was still kind of using the uh, sticky notes and I'm still in between, but it was really neat to learn something new from a colleague and just start implementing it to improve your um, workflow. So I really appreciate that. So it sounds like everyone has a few years of using Lean under their belt. Um, would you guys mind sharing how it had impacted your career? Um, Rania, what about you? Why don't you start? Sure. I would say it has greatly grown my network, right? The people that I've met, you all here um, on this podcast together. So every day um, that I've been involved with Lean, every week has looked so different, right? As much as I plan um, what it's going to look like and what I'm going to be doing, um, new opportunities arise all of the time. And one day I may be working with an electrical contractor. The very next day I may be called in to work internally on a rapid improvement event with um, our accounting team, right? To try to improve the rate of our invoice turnover. 
So that has allowed me to understand our accounting team process a lot more. So not only has it grown my network, but it's also grown my understanding of all the different departments, all of the different support operations that go into, um, especially the construction industry. Lori? Um, I think it's it's been a real differentiate a differentiator for me. Um, I don't think everybody in the design community is immediately or immediately gravitates toward lean. Um, so I feel like that's, you know, just plainly stated, it looks good on my resume. Um, but I really do like that looking through um, my work with that lens. Um, I really love that our office um, is very invested in it. Um, and I, we use it all the time. Um, you know, it just, uh, I feel like if I were to you know, pick up and um, do this job somewhere else. I, I would, I would bring it with me. I think it's, it's, it's done a world of good for us, for me. Awesome, and Kate. Yeah, mine's kind of a blend of the two. I would say, um, Lean helped me find my people, right? So, like, in addition to my network, I just, um, I get the chance to engage with a community of people that wanted do the same things I do, right? Like they get energized by continuous improvement and solving problems. And like, they want to like geek out and talk about respect for people in, in more than just the abstract. Um, so I think it's impacted my career in that um, it keeps me energized and focused um, in the work I want to do. And then also it's, again, on a more tangible front, it has opened up opportunities for me. Um, you know, I was a scheduler and I got this really cool opportunity to participate in a center of excellence that was, you know, bringing new initiatives to the forefront of the company. I never, I never would have been in that spot if it wasn't for Lean and my my passion for continuous improvement and solving problems. Um, so it has been. I would definitely say it has changed the trajectory of my career beyond where I would have probably just been ten years ago. Yeah, I cannot agree more. And I think I think my favorite. Um... Well, I shouldn't say it's my favorite part of Lean, but it is the meeting of people that um, influenced my career, that helped growth my grow my Lean knowledge, um, and eventually just opens up new doors and opens up new opportunities for you. And um, I'm very grateful that we're all um, have met through our work at the New England Community of Practice. And um, I don't know if you guys would share why did you decide to join the group in the first place we're always looking for new people um, to help with the cop and help volunteer if you guys can add a couple of uh, thoughts of why did you decide to join like why is this work important to you i can i can start um i was asked um so the new england community of practice I would say fell on hard times during COVID. We were a, a very mature, highly functioning COP. And um, I think COVID took the wind out of its sails. And um, I got asked by somebody if I would be willing to take on the challenge of trying to reinitiate the New England COP. I didn't feel ready. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I necessarily had the skills and knowledge. Um, but I was fortunate in that I landed with some really great people who helped me kind of figure it out along the way. You're not alone. <laughs> Lori, what about you? 
I thought you were ready, Kate. I thought you did a great job. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I joined the core group because um, I just felt like uh, I, um, I wanted to broaden my community um, beyond the office um, and meet people in the industry. Um, I tried to join up right before the pandemic hit. And then, then I said, okay, you know, I need to give this a little bit of a break and reinitiated uh, a year and a half ago. Um, so I like it. I, it's definitely, you know, you have to plan time for it, you know, in your week. Um, it's not a lot of time, but you definitely have to be sure you're making the commitments and you can follow through with the commitments. Um, but I think that that accountability helps me, you know, helps me stay rooted to the community and, you know, that it's important work and I really enjoy the connections I make through it. Rana, what about you? Yeah, like you, Lori, I think I was looking for um, that connection outside of my organization. We did a lot of internal sharing, a lot of internal lessons learned, and um, I was looking to see what others in the community were doing. And this community is really big on sharing ideas, sharing what worked, um, you know, across borders, borders of our organizations, and whether you're a GC or a tradesman, you know, it's it's a very open community and one that wants to help one another because we need each other to make this successful. Cannot agree more. And um, our group is hosting our first event of the year on March 21st. So we'll use this as our marketing opportunity. If this episode comes out soon, right? Um, it's going to be in Lean Coffee and anyone can find our group on LinkedIn. It's uh, called LCI New England Chapter. So please join our group at our next event. And uh, with that, we can close. If anybody has any last thoughts, go for it. I'll just thank you for having us. This was fun to talk about this and learn more about each of us. It was great. All right. Thank you guys for joining. Have a great week.